You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, where we preview the SWPL1 season beginning on the 5th of September. I'm John and in this preview special I'm joined by Aberdeen Women's Manager Emma Hunter, Motherwell Women's Captain Jill Ingalls, Rangers Women's Striker Zoe Ness and Glasgow City Interim Manager Grant Scott. Emma, Jill, Zoe and Grant give their thoughts on the coming season and what we can expect from their respective sides. So sit back and enjoy this SWPL1 preview edition of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. In this part of Scottish Football Forum's podcast um, preview of the SWPL1 season, I am delighted to be joined by returning guest, uh, Aberdeen Ma- Women's Manager, Emma Hunter. Emma, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? No, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, no rest, straight back into it, but looking forward to it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, your season ended, what, the start of July, and then you were straight back in at, what, um, the 8th of August there, but I'm after... Um, some pre-season games I mean how's the preparations been going uh, yeah it's been really tough actually like uh, in all honesty I think like when you asked us like a long time ago um, about finishing SWPL2 there was no issues with that because obviously we wanted to get back playing football and you don't think as far ahead as SWPL1 and the consequence of how short that time would be for us but yeah it's been really challenging we had to have a wee break it was so intense that short period of time and after the break, we, we literally had like a couple of weeks on the training ground together, together focusing on SWPL1. So it's been really challenging. And I guess uh, the luck of the fixtures has meant that we've played two SWPL2 teams in the cup, which has probably helped us a lot in terms of preparation. So that's been quite fortunate. And we've used used that as a bit of a, a mini pre-season almost. And um, using the next two games also probably is just a bit of a a mini pre-season until we get into the first fixture on the 8th of September. Yeah, that'll be... Um, is it? Was it not the 5th of September, your first game? Oh, is it the 5th? Yeah. I yeah, can't that's remember the Sunday. I know that because... Um, um, yeah, it is. It is the 5th, you're right. I'm, yeah. I'm playing a midweek game there. <laughs> yeah, just getting ahead of yourself there, aren't you? I um, but yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a um, disruptive season to be, to put it mildly, last season for you girls. I mean, you thought SPL, uh, SWPL one had it tough having a four month um, gap between games, but you were six months, and then you had to cram mm. in what was it, eight or nine fixtures within a five week period? That must be mental. Yeah, I think like it. It was so difficult though because I think like. You're doing like next to nothing. We're definitely not doing nothing, obviously, but no football at all. And then to go straight into it as as intense as it was, yeah, it was challenging. But I think like we were in a really fortunate position in terms of like we were fighting to win the the league. And and so for us, it was probably a completely different a different um, few months compared to maybe those that were in the middle of the table. And you know, we're neither 
it had no impact on them really about those fixtures. But for us, like it was exciting because we knew we were fighting to win the title. So um, it was a it was a good time actually. It was really intense, but actually really enjoyable to look back on and and actually like do it the way that we did it. And thinking back, it's great memories um, in a really tough tough year. So I think for from our perspective, I think um, amongst a lot of difficult situations and look there's there's women players around Scotland that weren't still haven't well have just just recently come back to play football so for them I think we were really fortunate and we we're just thankful really that we got the opportunity to finish SWPL2 because yeah it was challenging but it was brilliant to get that league finished and it was really important that we did finish it I think and um, so credit to all the coaches and all the teams involved in SWPL2 to to, to bring it back to life really and to have such an exciting end to the season was fantastic. Yeah, it was a terrific um, campaign that he had because of 18 games, won 16, only lost two games the whole season um, and scored 76 goals in those 18 games. Uh, I don't care what level of football you're playing at, that is um, tremendous. And, you know, you clenched it in cell and then on the last day when you beat Burnham, you're 4-2 in front of Stephen Glass and Craig Brown, etc. I mean, that must have been a special moment getting uh, that trophy there. Yeah, 100%. And it's funny, like, you say that, because I'm, I'm always still frustrated about those two games we lost. So it's... it's um, I guess it just is what we've created. And we've actually created this winning mentality. We've a- we actually to- spoke about how how we go into SWPL2 with a winning mentality when you're not winning games. So it'll be really interesting that. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it's almost like a, a dream when you are when you think back to it. Even like when we were in the SWF North League, we, we were undefeated in that league to go straight up. And I mean, we were probably expecting to do really well there, but to go undefeated was also really, really special and get into the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup as well. So in our first ever season together and then obviously to do the do it in the style yeah that was important to us as well as is it like we continue to develop our style of playing and that is being creative up top and scoring goals and and being entertaining so we always just set ourselves objectives and it, it wasn't objectives to go win the league necessarily or to only lose x amount of games it was actually small objectives for every game and that's what really helped us focus and probably part of the reason I think we were so successful is we never thought too far ahead and we just tried to develop and get better each game and I think you could see that, that we were doing that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no question about the, the style that you were playing and um, you're not sitting on your morals, um, or laurel, sorry, because um, you've just went and signed Donna Patterson who had a pretty good season um, at four far from centre-back scoring eight goals. It's pretty decent. You know, what kind of impact has she made so far? <laughs> Not the greatest of impact. She's really frustrated at the moment. She picked up oh, an inju- injury in the first game of the season oh, for us. So um, yeah, she she actually um, I played her in centre midfield um, for the first game of the season. That's for various reasons, but um, yeah, she got through one on one with the keeper, and I think it was just one of those fifty fifties. I think where she got clattered, and um, her ankle was obviously caught on the ground as, as she got clattered. So she's got a swollen ankle it's double the size of what it was so she unfortunately didn't get a didn't uh, make the squad on Sunday against Queen's Park so not the best start for her and I think like challenging in the sense that she came into an, uh, an SWPL1 team that had a, a really uh, 
tailored down pre-season. So it's it was really important, really, that I could get Donna these minutes in the opening game. So that's been a little bit of a crux that that's happened. So, um, yeah, look, we've we've got a plan to try and get Donna back into that fitness level and get her right back up into that uh, into the squad and, and, and trying to make a difference. But she will. She'll definitely help in terms of, like, she's such a young player herself. It's funny that... We, you know, we've signed a really young player and, and said it's to give us experience. Um, but Donna gives you experience in terms of she's played SWPL one for a long time now, and yeah, she's played youth national football under 19s, and yeah, I think she knows she's been part of a squad that you know has had it tough in terms of like not winning a lot of games in the SWPL one, so she knows what what we're coming up against, and she'll give us that added experience. And yeah, she's a quality player as well, so I'm excited to to see what she can bring to the squad and it won't be easy for her either to to even break into the squad and that's credit to the players themselves like we've built something that's a really competitive squad so even Donna herself will be competing for that place at centre back so um, yeah it'll be exciting to see that challenge ahead Yeah and as you touched on before the two wins out of two in your SWPL Cup set, um, section two winning against Birmingham, four win, four nil at the weekend that's uh, away at Queen's Park, a very impressive result and this weekend's um, might show a level of where you're, where you're at because it's Motherwell at home. Motherwell were six last season, but uh, what, what are you expecting um, from the well at home this weekend? Yeah, completely different side. I don't think you c- the, it's night and day. It's a completely different team from my perspective, this Motherwell side in terms of like the players and, and also the manager and Paul Brownlee. So, um, and they obviously didn't have a game the first cup game. They actually had a free week. So, this weekend that they just played was their first game against uh, Rangers. And it's obviously difficult to tell. We watched the Queen's Park footage against Rangers and it, it can be difficult to see how, how they play against a team like Rangers, obviously, when when they're out of possession for quite a lot of the time. So, yeah, I think like we'll expect the unexpected with Motherwell. But what I do know is, is that like, Paul's like one of the best coaches that I've worked with. So I'll expect them to be very well coached. I think they'll have a real determination to do well for their manager and for the club and everything that's going on at Motherwell at the moment. So I think they'll definitely be a team that's that's fighting. I think they are getting themselves fitter, I think, compared to the Motherwell sides that we've seen in the past. So they'll be probably a lot fitter than what they have been. Um, so I think they're a team that will also play football and want to try and play football against us as well. So um, sometimes that that helps us to play teams that like to play football rather than the teams that sort of just try and go long in behind us all the time because it breaks the game up. So I'm hoping it's actually a really exciting game. Um, I think two teams that, like I know Motherwell aren't new to SWPL1, but I think the side is and, and Paul obviously coming in. So I think it's two teams that are out to show um, that they can compete in this league. So it'll be actually a really exciting game and I think it'll be um, one definitely to watch and I don't see it being... Um, a high goal scoring game I think it will be very close in terms of that but um, we know we've got a lot of confidence in terms of scoring goals and what we've done in the past So, um, and we're obviously at home at Balmoral so that can be a big advantage as well Yeah, you would certainly hope so um, and then um, in terms of the season itself Emma um, obviously the, the league's expanded to 10 to include um, yourselves and Hamilton and I'll, I'll touch on them um, Fact, Partick Thistle have now come into the league because of um, Forfar's unfortunate demise. What is the ambition for Aberdeen this season? Is it firstly to make sure they're out of that bottom two, first of all? Or do you see yourselves pushing towards 
maybe that fourth, fifth spot, which was occupied by Hibs and Spartans last season, only separate by what I think was goal difference between those two. So yeah, I think the top I mean, three is going to be hard, to be honest. Yeah, really difficult. Um, and 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 we're really really realistic to that. And I think as a manager, I've got an expectation of what I want to, what I expect of the team. And there's a fine, there's a real balance there in terms of what my expectations are and the group of players' expectations are. So we always um, meet and discuss what our expectations will be and what our objectives for the season will be. And that's for on and off the pitch. So it's not just about what we do on the pitch. But yeah, we certainly had a discussion as a group about this. And um, I think as much as like we're just new into SWPL1 and we're still a very young side and we know it'll be really challenging to, to challenge up at the top, but... I think what we've got is, is that we have created this winning mentality. We've created this um, group of players that just want to always really do well um, and and play out of their skins a lot of the time. And, you know, we've got a real dogged determination about us. So when we had the discussion, we were definitely looking at um, the fifth and above would be uh, our goal to try and aim for. I think, like, yeah, realistically, if you look at the top three clubs and their resources and and who they've invested in in terms of signings, it's really difficult to break into that. But I think like um, some of the teams below that can take points off of each other at any moment. So um, I think we we need to try and be there and thereabouts. And for us, it's not just about survival. We want to be really aiming to get as close to that top five as possible. So that'll be our aim for the season. Yeah, well, the... Um... League have not exactly made it easy for you. Um, first of all, by having Celtic in the opening game, but then when you look at the fish list, it's a 12 home, 15 away split, and you finish with four away games to, to finish. Um, tell me you flagged that up with them. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. And I think, like, um, when these fixtures are released, I think they get sent to obviously, like, the, the football operations team who accept those as probably a fair fixture representation and, and, and you'd, I don't think you go through them as, as when a fine tooth comb but it wasn't until it probably got released publicly that you started to realise when you looked closely at it because I don't think we were expecting to have such a such a disadvantage so then yeah we obviously did flag it up and ask the question and um, the SWF did come back and say that unfortunately due to some teams playing more away fixtures last season that they were going to have to make that up and give them more of a home advantage this season so it meant we were losing out and we were told that um, next season we would have obviously a better home advantage next season but for me that I don't care about next season I'm this is this season for us and it's our first time in SWPL when it makes a huge difference so for me if, like you know if we get relegated which you know that's not what we're we're out to achieve but if we did get relegated how would we get any advantage so yeah, um, it's really frustrating, um, and I was hoping that you know, with the the situation with Forfar and in Partick Thistle, um, maybe it was a, a chance to revisit it because we've also now got two away games against Partick Thistle, which isn't exactly just down the road at Forfar anymore either. So yeah, it's uh, it's gonna it's really difficult for us, and and as a group, it's really frustrating. Well, let's hope that you know how to um to travel and that you managed to get some away from because it's going to be needed this season. Um, can understand the frustrations, but with regards to the opening day of the season, a tough one, as we say, Celtic, second last season, they're in the Champions of Qualifying as, as we record this week. Um, how confident are you that in a couple of weeks' time that 
you can take something off from being at home and hopefully have some crowd behind you as well because obviously you can now have fans at the games again. Yeah, I think like um, having fans and having your family there can go for or against you and I feel like um, post-Covid, especially when we were playing at home the first game of the season against Bodham, you were there. I think like sometimes that can get to you because you want to perform in front of your home fans and that's something that we've made us an objective off the pitches to generate more crowds at our game. So, yeah, it can it can go for or against you there. But for sure, I think like if you're going to play any of the top teams, um, it's you probably do want to get them early on in the season when they're, you know, maybe just lacking that little bit of match fitness. And if they've, you know, Celtic have taken in obviously a lot of new signings that need to gel together and get used to the team. And I guess Fran's trying to figure out his best starting eleven and. Um, you know, rotating the squad a lot. So maybe, yeah, it's probably maybe a good time to play them at the start of the season. However, we've had this cup games and they've played quite a lot of friendly fixtures. So they are preparing and obviously Champions League as well. So they'll come in with a lot more match preparation than we will. But um, I guess with with these situations as the underdogs, it's it can make it that little bit easier that there's no expectation on you and, and you know, all the pressures on Celtic. So if we're not up for these types of games, then it'll be difficult all season for us. So yeah, I'd, I, it's really difficult to, to really know at this early stages in the, in the season and, you know, Celtic themselves in the last couple of fixtures haven't been blazing in the goals. They've not necessarily um, probably been performing it the way they want to. And I think, the big boost for us was to see that Partick Thistle had gone 1-0 up against them and a team that, you know, we know that we can beat. So I think like these, all these little things can, we can use that as that wee bit of an incentive to, to go out and try and perform and get a, you know, a victory away from, away from Celtic at home. So. Excellent. And uh, just the final question, wrap up. Um, so yeah. um, the, so it's a bit, big season. I was in back in the top top flight um, of the SWPL one. Um, for any fans who want to come along, what can they expect from um, an Emma Hunter Aberdeen team? I think for me, um, there's one of two things that we could have done. We could uh, look at this SWPL one experience and think, right, how do we adapt and do we have to change our style of play? Do we have to change our formation? Do we need to? you know, sit back and absorb pressure and then try and hit teams in the counter. But for us, we um, have fought so hard to create this style of football and we want to continue to play the way that we have done. So we want to be a team that gets at other teams, regardless of who they are. We want to try and, you know, um, be creative and score goals. And we're a really hungry young side. And I think most of the players that are in the squad want to do really well for the club and for Aberdeen. So for me... It'll be a really young side, always still learning and developing, without a doubt. There'll be loads of mistakes that happen in SWPL1, but what we'll always try and do is just use our failures to um, motivate us. Um, and that's something that we're really good at, is, is that we use failures as motivations. And um, for us, if there's ever a game or a performance that we're not happy with, I think like we're really good at bouncing back. So um, I think don't underestimate Aberdeen women. Um Although we're young and we've just come up from back-to-back promotions, I think like on our day we can give anyone a really difficult game. So um, expect a lot of fight, determination and a continued emphasis on that style of play to be as creative as possible and try and get at teams, really. Yeah, well, all I can say as an Aberdeen fan myself is uh, best luck this season, Emma. And thank you very much for your time. And I'll 
we all get to a game this season now that we're allowed back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, hopefully you can come along and yeah, all, we need all the support we can get in Aberdeen and obviously with Aberdeen men's team were doing incredibly well. Um, it's good to see that the city just getting behind football again, which is great. So hopefully we can just continue to do that together. Yeah, I guess if we are down the road often enough, so I should be able to get to work. <laughs> thanks I know, for yeah, totally. But yeah, yeah, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Cheers. In this next part of the SWPL1 preview um, for the new season, I'm joined by the Motherwell captain, Jill Ingalls. Jill, thank you very much for coming along. How are you doing? No worries. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm just trying to build up my knowledge of women's football as we go along. So um, that's an education. So how much are you looking forward to the the new leagues? I know that you're in League Cup um, uh, SWPL Cup action just now, but how much are you looking forward to the league season kicking off in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Um, feels like it's been a long pre-season at times. Filled with lots of running and things. I think we've worked hard. We've had a really positive pre-season and we're looking to take that in the, the games. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bit of a... Um, you know, a strange time because obviously last season... Um, there was a four-month break through no fault of anyone own because um, COVID hit again and... Um, football with stops. I mean, how frustrating was that from January to April between games? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, you know, obviously difficult for everyone. I feel, you know, over the past year we've had quite a disrupted season with things. Um, but it's obviously been the same for every other team. But, you know, as players we just try to keep ourselves ticking over and keep working hard individually and, and at times it, it was difficult and you know, doing things together over Zoom as a team and things definitely helped. But, yeah, I'm just kind of glad we're out the other side of that and hopefully we can just kick on now for the season. Yeah, definitely. It's all about getting on the pitch now. Um, I mean, last season on the pitch, uh, for my thought, was a bit of a difficult um, season, although you knew you couldn't get relegated because they were expanding the league. Um, I, th- I think from your own point of view, um, Finishing third bottom and conceding as many as seven, eight goals must be something that um, you'll be working hard to address for this season. Yeah, definitely. I think when we look back um, on last season, we're obviously really disappointed with certain aspects of it. Um, the team that we have now, you know, the squad has changed quite a lot. There's obviously new management in and things. Um, there's a whole different feel around the place as to how it was last season. Um, Paul's come in and made, you know, lots of changes. Um, and we're hoping that that's reflected in the coming season. Yeah, you mentioned Paul obviously coming in, and uh, he's brought Leanne Crichton on, which is a bit of a coup um, for Mother, because although she's coming towards the end of her career, she's still very experienced head. She's a winner, so obviously Scotland internationals as well. She's obviously come as a player assistant. You know, how how much of an impact has she had in terms of um, what she brings on the pitch, but also off the pitch as well? Yeah, so Leanne's obviously so experienced, you know, she's been there, she's done that so many times throughout her career. Um, she's really similar to Paul in that she's got very high standards, you know, of herself and everybody else in training. Um, it's quite good because she kind of is on the pitch, so she sees a different perspective to Paul. Um, so they work really well, to be fair, together. Um, and, you know, she's got a lot of respect from the girls. 
Yeah, and, and how much is um you know the standards that they set inspire um you girls? Yeah, it does, absolutely. Um, you know, they're on at us all the time. They're so positive with everything that they do, um, the changes that they've made, you know, whether they're small changes, whether they're bigger changes, you know, a better connection with the club, the players that they've brought in and things. Um, I think Mother were appointing Paul and bringing in Leanne, you know, shows that they've got a lot of ambition this season. You know, they're willing to invest in their women's team, there's the whole social media thing, you know, it's trying to keep current with the way that football is just now. And I think that everybody from the outside can see the changes that we've made to the squad and, you know, in and around the place. So it's just such a positive feeling, like it's a great time to be part of Motherwell just now. Yeah, I, 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 what I'll say is about the, me, the media team at Motherwell from the outside looking in, um, the media team do fantastic, not just with the men's team, but they seem to be setting up with the women's team. Um, you know, that it's it, it seems to be creating a good vibe. And on the pitch and a couple of um, recent friendlies, um, yeah, Glasgow City didn't go according to plan, but beating Mother and uh, sorry, beating Kilmarnock and still in uni scoring 10 goals with reply, that must um, do your confidence wonders. Yeah, absolutely. As I say, I think we've had a really positive pre season. Um, we were looking for different challenges in those games, um, as you say, to score so many goals and keep a clean sheet is great, um, but scores don't always matter in pre-season. Um, we're relatively happy with our performances, but of course there are things that we'd like to improve, but you know, we analyse that together as a squad and, and with Paul and Leanne and um, we kind of figure out um, wee things that we need to work on and just improvements all the time, you know, small things will help us in the long term. And in terms of um, where Motherwell expects it to be, obviously you've, there's now three um, teams that have come up and there's one definitely um, being relegated and one um, who will be in the playoffs. But is, is the ambition, first of all, to make sure that it's survival first or, or is there a feeling within the camp that you can push higher towards that mid-table bracket? No, I think um, we want to be competing towards the top end of the league. Um, I think, you know, previous league campaigns, they don't necessarily count for anything at the moment. Um, new squad, new management, new feel about the place. Um, you know, we almost feel as if it's a new Motherwell. And as I say, we're hoping that we can take that into the league campaign. And, and we're hoping that all the positive changes that we've made on and off the pitch is reflected in our scores in the league. Yeah, and, and moving to a new ground... Um, at Alliance Park, that's so much like Park, I believe. Um, how much he, um, you know, how much of a difference do you think that will make? Because obviously, I know last season you were at um, Airdrie's ground, and then before that, you were playing at mainly schools pitches and stuff. Because I know Leanne talks on our podcast about clinching the title and, on some like public park, and it just wasn't a good representation of the women's game, which deserves more exposure, deserves to be playing at better um, stadiums so that fans can come along. Yeah, you know, I think um, where we've played in the past, um, you know, as you say, improvements have had to be made. And I think playing at Alliance Park, you know, it's a really good surface. Um, it's got a good feel about the place in terms of like the stand and everything. And I think, you know, um, that's a really positive place to play, to be fair. It'll be good for us. Coming up um, into the league at Hamilton, um, a club that you used to play for, how much are you looking forward to um you know, coming up against your old club again? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing them. Um, I'm absolutely delighted for Gary Doctor and the team. Um, 
it said really well run club. They work really hard behind the scenes and they want to do things the right way. So um, it'll be strange playing them. Um, it's a real amateur derby, obviously. I think it might be the first time in SWPL1 that that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so the coin toss for Megan Quinn will be strange. You know, she's one of my best friends at football. So, yeah, I think we're both looking forward to playing each other. Yeah, is the banter already started then when the fixed list came out to say that I can't wait to whenever we play you? <laughs> It has, yeah. I think we both looked for that fixture as soon as the lead fixtures came out. That's, that's tremendous. Uh, more pressing matters than before then, obviously. Um, you, you've got the, you had the um, Rangers at the weekend, with them, which was difficult in the SWPL Cup, um, going down 5-0, but Rangers are obviously on a different level um, just now. But this Sunday, you've got a crucial win against Aberdeen up at um, Balmoral. Um do you see that as a barometer as to where Motherwell can be? Because obviously Aberdeen are coming up with huge ambitions to not just stay in the league, but try and push a bit further up. Yeah, so I think um, Aberdeen you know, played really well by all accounts last season. Um, they scored a load of goals and obviously won SWPL2 quite comfortably. Um, I think that you know the 5-0 loss at the weekend, um, I think you know with a few suspensions, we had quite a lot of players missing from it um, so we're hoping to have them back for Sunday and yeah, give a better account of ourselves but you know there was positives to take from Sunday um, we just need to take them into the Aberdeen game and build on other things as well Yeah and do you see this Sunday almost as um, with without presuming that you'll beat Barham Muir in Queen's Park in the last couple of games but they are SWPL2 sides um, would you say this is almost a straight show to see who gets that second place behind Rangers in the group to progress in the Cup? I think we obviously want to do well in the Cup um, but we recognise that it's still early on in the season and there's no point in setting further targets. We just take each game as it comes and we'll just focus on um, getting the three points in Aberdeen Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then in two weeks' time, uh, 5th of September, first game, couldn't have been much harder for you. Um, the reigning champions of the last 14 years, um, Glasgow City. Um, and you obviously, as we touched on before, lost quite heavily in pre-season. And Glasgow City, obviously, as we were recording this, they've got Champions League football this week. It's fair to say that isn't going to be um, an easy start. But then the the, next, the week after that, Hibs at home. Hibs have been a good women's team for the last few years, but they didn't have as good a season last year. Um, it's not an easy start for you, girls. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it could be a, a tough start for us. Um, but, you know, when we play in SWPL1, you have to want to test yourself against the best teams in the country. And starting, obviously, with Glasgow City is a huge challenge for us. But as I say, we, as players, we look forward to playing these types of teams. You want to show that you've got a bit of ambition about us as well. And we'll just take each game as it comes and, and focus on the next one. And how much has uh, Leanne been talking about this opening game going back to Rose um, Club and, um, bump and try, try and get some, um, try, try, and, uh, try and get a victory over her old team to rub it in a wee bit? <laughs> <laughs> She's not actually mentioned it to be fair. Um, uh, I think Paul's got her doing too, bit, too many other things at the moment, but I'll we'll just focus on the, the League Cup just now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's uh, you've got to take it one game at a time, and the League Cup could well be something that builds your confidence for the new season. Um, and you know, before before wrap up, Jill, just um, 
just a couple of um, quick questions. There's obviously been more exposure towards women's football. Um, we had the sports scene highlights towards the end of the season on a Sunday night, which I think is terrific. There's two live games every week, one in Alba, one in um, BBC Sport or Scotland Online. You know, How much um, benefits are you girls seeing from the increased exposure in the game? Yeah, it's obviously a massive part of, of how everything is just now, you know, technology-wise. Um, it's brilliant to be on the TV, to have that exposure. Um, you know, hopefully it'll inspire the younger generation. I think maybe when I was growing up, you didn't necessarily have players to look up to in terms of you couldn't see them play every week, you didn't see the highlights, you didn't see them on social media and things, but now it's completely different and you see younger girls at our games and that's brilliant as I say hopefully we can inspire the next generation and um, yeah hopefully we can inspire them Yeah and obviously try to get um, fans back um, back to games I know before the pandemic um, the, the, the crowds weren't great at women's games but obviously you see the national team are now um, getting them to play their games at Hamden um, on that level part of the main which I think is fantastic Um what do you girls think you need to do um, in terms of trying to get people to come along um, more often to the SWPL um, to uh, SWPL win matches? Yeah, it's really difficult. I think sometimes, um, you know, people watch the highlights and they, you know, they do come to games. They are beginning to come more to games. Um, we just need to do everything we can to raise the profile of the women's game. You know, we need to set good examples for the younger ones as well, um, we just need to try and promote it via social media, um, whether it's like attending events, like doing podcasts or interviews, just to try and get it out there as much as possible and in the hope that it does attract more fans and it does get us more exposure. And in terms of um, uh, you know, fans come along to watch Muddle on a weekly basis, what can we expect? I think, you know, absolute minimum, you'll you'll get a team that works hard all over the pitch for each other, um, a team that's really positive and tries to play um, through the pitch. Um, yeah, a really positive team that um, hopefully will score quite a few goals and keep some clean sheets. And as captain, um, just how much are you looking forward to this uh, new season just to wrap things up? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the season. Um, I think Paul and Leanne coming in has changed things massively at the club. Um, there's definitely a different feel about the place. They're so positive and enthusiastic with everything that they do. Um, and I tell you what, Paul can actually play, to be fair, never mind Leanne. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm massively looking forward to the season starting. Um, I can't wait for it. Yeah, good stuff. Well, all the best um, for the, the new season, Jill. And um I hope um, you girls do a lot bit better than last season um, and uh, have a good one. Thank you. In part three of our um, preview to the SWPL1 season kicking off on the 5th of September, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Rangers striker Zoe Ness. Zoe, thank you very much for coming along. How are you doing? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Just enjoying being back in for pro- full pre-season in the Cup games so far. Yeah, it must be um, good um, being part of a normal routine again, because obviously last year was a bit of a stop-start to say the least. 
Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of teams and a lot of players now on the women's side are just looking forward to getting a, a good run and not having any stop starts, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, the Cup games have been good so far. Um, pre-season's been tough, but good. I feel like it's been quite short. I don't know with just having the Cup games come quite quick round into pre-season. Didn't have a lot of running to do, which was quite nice. So it's straight in the games, which has been good. Yeah, that's always good. Um, and last season was a pretty good first season for you at Rangers because you got 12 goals um, as um, Rangers put in a, for a while. It was looking like a good title challenge. You know, were you pleased with your own personal performance over last season? Uh, last season for me was just quite a difficult one in terms of coming, making sure I could come back properly from my injury. So, yeah, I managed to do that. And overall, not too bad of performances, I think. A bit got towards the end and kind of just slipped away from us. But I think, if anything, it's given us more motivation and trying to right the wrongs from last season as a squad. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look at your results. I mean, on the whole, most of the results were good. But unfortunately, in your games against the, the big two, Glasgow City and Celtic, you only won one of them and lost the other five. Um, you know, how, how much of that came down to... Um, no, a lack of experience as to what you um, need to do to compete in terms of winning the league. Yeah, it was a mixture of that. Obviously, we were the first we were first team professional at Rangers to come together and play in the league. So there's obviously plenty of girls that have played in the league before, and there's there was a lot of new experience. So I think for us as a club, it was just getting the right balance. And um, some players have obviously left, and some new players have came in this season. And Hopefully we start to, to find the right balance going forward in, in the league comp, uh, campaign that's coming up. Yeah, because I think the eye-opening result was um, you went to Glasgow City and beat them 5-0 just before Christmas. Um, and little did you know that there was going to be a four-month shutdown at that point. Um, you know, and it put Rangers top of the league and the, the belief must have been going. So, um, you know, for you to then not win the league, how much does that became a dis- um, becomes a disappointment? Yeah, the break definitely killed us. It came at the totally the wrong time. But um, that's just kind of the story of what happened last season with COVID and the stop-start nature of, of the games and of the league. So nothing that we can dwell on now. It's just about going forward and starting fresh and going again. What do you think you've learned um, from last season that you can take on into this season's campaign? Because Rangers will be expected to be very much up near the top again. I think just, obviously, there's a bit of not a golfing difference from the top to the bottom of the table. Um, I do think this season it's going to be a lot more competitive, especially with the nature of the league being a little bit more spread out instead of trying to play catch-up. So I think this season it's just about maintaining form and keeping a bit of consistency as well. So I think the overall the league's going to get more and more competitive, which is really good overall for, for everyone watching and for every, every team that's playing in it too. Yeah, it's definitely... Um going to be more exciting with uh, expanding to 10 teams. Aberdeen obviously come up into the league and you know, they're quite ambitious to do quite well. Um, you know, Motherwell brought in Leanne Crichton um, to, to try and help them out. I you know, was speaking to Jill Ingalls um, on the podcast and they, they're hoping to not just survive but do a bit more. Um, so, I mean, even obviously Glasgow City, yourselves and Celtic are expected to be the top three, but are you expecting closer games next season? Yeah, definitely. But I think overall for women's football in Scotland, it's about providing opportunities and providing infrastructures and clubs and within the league and making it as competitive as possible. And obviously, similar to what happens in Scotland, happened in England, that a lot of the bigger teams or more teams tend to hover around sort of the the southern area and 
up north and further on beyond the southern areas kind of don't have as many teams and it's not as populated in terms of teams in the league. So I think it'll be brilliant that Aberdeen will be in. It'll be difficult, the, the away trips, but it'll be good to go up there. Just hope hope that it's good weather for us in the games that we play. Well, it's, it's Aberdeen. Um, even if it's um, sunny, it'll probably be <laughs> cold because the northeast. <laughs> I'm an Aberdeen supporter. I've heard, it absolutely, yeah. I've heard <laughs> the winds horrendous. It was an I'm absolute sure, hoolies. I'm, I'm sure you'll cope. I'm sure you'll cope all right. <laughs> but in terms of yourself, I mean, I was looking at the squad list that Rangers have, and in the forward areas, there's yourself, Jane Ross, Brogan Hay, Lizzie Arnott, Kirsty Howitt. That's pretty good competition. You know, how how um, difficult is it going to be for the manager? How, in fact, from, from your own point of view, how difficult is it going to be to get into that team and um, how much will that inspire you to improve your standards? Yeah, it's difficult, but I think when you look at the players, it's very much a lot of players are versatile within playing different different roles within the team. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for us going forward this season is that we've got players in positions, but they're also very versatile and can adapt how they play. And I think that's been evident the first few games that we've played in the Cup that some players haven't played or some players have played out not out of position, but a different role or a different style of formation and I think versatility is the most important thing going forward and we've got that in abundance and now we've got a lot more experience being in, the, being in and around as a, a full-time team, also being in and around the training ground and also the league. So there's a lot more experience, obviously, from last year and for us to take forward. But yeah, there's a lot of competition, but I think for any player, that's what you want. For any league, you want to have competition in terms of teams that you're playing against. So for us, only stands us in good stead and it's important to have a good thick squad and team players in the team that are able to be versatile. Yeah, and it's it's not even just the forward areas that look good. I mean, in in defence, I mean, you, the team only conceded ten goals last season, and um, you know, I, I've interviewed Rachel McLaughlin before. You know, she's obviously settled in at right back and got herself back in the Scotland squad, which is good. Um, Nicola Doherty, um, you know, she just comes across on Twitter as the biggest Rangers fan out there. I think you know, just summarise <laughs> the characters there. Yeah, there's a lot of different characters in the team. Um, it is a good bunch to be working in and around every day. And everyone gets on really well, but everyone's also got their own different individual traits, which is so important as well, being in a team environment. So, yeah, everyone's got their own little personalities, which is good to see. And what about the manager, Malky Thompson? How good has he been for your development? Yeah, he's been good. He's a guy that gives you a lot of confidence. Um, the, all members of staff, to be fair, that we've got, all really nice people, um, give you a lot of confidence, really approachable, just a really good environment that the staff is very much included with the players and there's a good sort of communication and discussions that have and even just like turning up and because we're all around each other a lot more now, it's kind of finding like common grounds and just having conversations with each other. So yeah, Malky's been good in terms of giving a lot of confidence to players, especially the kind of the first few few months in first few games coming back from my injury just gave you a lot of confidence and I know there's been a few of the girls that's been similar to but I think as a whole even the members of staff like there's a right good balance within within the, the employees that they've got at the club. Yeah and obviously um, as people know the men um, romped to the title last season how much um, do you look up to them to think well, let's try and emulate what they've done or not so much yeah, the league, but just even win it by a point would be good for you girls. <laughs> Yeah, it would. And I think it would be something that the clubs is due to get because of the investment that they put in. But over that all comes with time. So 
obviously it was it would have been great to have done it first year and done it done and dusted but I think for us it's about now obviously seeing we didn't didn't get it done last year how close can we get much closer this year can we go and win it so yeah obviously it's good to be in and around the training ground and see sort of the success that the guys had and obviously what they've had in the past as well so I think it's good to see that the club has been there before and then obviously dropped down and then they've got themselves back back up to the top so I think for us that's probably the most important thing that yeah last season was a disappointment but it's about getting back up and going again so I think that's probably been a good thing to have going back into the training ground is just going again. And on the day that we were speaking, um, Glasgow City and Celtic were both in Champions League um, action. Both had contrasting results. Um, City won 3-0 against Burkakara. Celtic went down 2-1 to Levante, but not without a fight. When you look at those games today, um, how much does that whet your appetite to say, we want a piece of that for next season? Yeah, 100%. And don't get me wrong, the, the other teams will be going for that as well. Um, Hibs will put up a battle and try and get for it as well. So, yeah, I think every team... When you become first and second in the league, you get the opportunity to go and play Champions League. So, yeah, it's obviously been a bit gutting that we've been sitting at home watching the games and seeing the results come in. But for us, it can only, like you say, add us, give us a little bit more motivation. But I think for us and the club, the fact that they've been able to get the calibre of pre-season friendly, the friendlies that we've got, um, that's got, sort of given us a taste of what it's like to go and play against top teams as well. So that's been a good balance. Um, for us too in our pre-season and the cup games that we've had this so far. Yeah, we're touching the cup games now because um, yeah, two games so far, 8-0 against Queen's Park and 5-0 away to Motherwell. That's a pretty solid start, 13 goals in two games. Is that just you setting the standards and putting out a message to say um, that you know this, we're going to take some stop in this season? Or do you just obviously respect the fact you've got harder challenges to come as well? Yeah, it's a bit of both, but I think for us and other teams, I'd like to think that they'd all enjoy having the cup games back. I think any league that I've played in, you've always had a cup game, cup games coming up as well. So I think it's good just to have those back because they were missed last year. So I think it's a bit strange to start straight away with the cups, but it's also been quite nice as well that we've been able to have that because it's meant that we've not had as much running to do in pre-season. So it has been good, the cups. Um, yeah, so hopefully we can just go as far as possible and get some silverware at the end of the season. Yeah, it's looking good for you going through. I mean, you've got Boromir and then Aberdeen um, to come, but um, with the fact you've got two out of two, um, it's looking very good for you. And then that prepares you for the opening game of the league season. It was due to be four for Farmington. Unfortunately, they've um, had to withdraw. That's a really sad tale, which opens the door for Partick Thistle. So it's a Glasgow derby um, at um, the training centre. So how much are you looking forward to, to that game? It'll be good. Bit good about the four for one because my yeah. grandparents live in, in our broth, so for them it was the easiest game that they'd get to see uh, close to them. So I'm a bit gutted that that game is not going to go ahead in the league. But yeah, the party this off, I'm sure they'll come with a fight and a game plan. Um, and obviously we played them last season, and I think we played them in a pre-season game. Um, but I know that they'll have changed and adapted and they've got better, and they'll come with a good fight and a good test for us too. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. And then it's another um, promoted team the week after that, Hamilton as well. I mean, these are teams that, I mean, this is the thing that we're noticing more about the the women's games. The more of the men's um, um, senior clubs are actually putting more money into the women's game as well, which is hopefully going to improve the standards of the women's game and pay more attention. So um, it's a game that on paper Rangers should be looking to win, but um, I think you'll be expecting a tough one as well at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I think 
you can't go into team go into games expecting to beat the other team, but I think you can go in with sort of your game plan and teams will make it difficult for us this season. They'll they'll sit behind the ball and try and make it difficult. So I think for us it's just about doing the right things and seeing out the games. Um and just ticking them off one by one and not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Is it, is it fair to say, though, although we obviously talk talk up the other teams as we should do, and even Hibs and Aberdeen could well be in the Spartans, obviously of a, a decent side, is the ultimate aim simply to focus more on the, the Glasgow City and Celtic games because that was your Achilles heel last season and that's the two who are going to be expected to be up there with you at the end of the season? Yeah, definitely, but I think every game is important. You don't want to slip up and be chasing your tail, so for us it's just about having that concentration and like I say, going one game at a time and within our team knowing that everyone's got a role and responsibility, um, whether they're not starting or whether they are starting or coming on. or There's a there's a lot of roles and responsibilities within the team. So I think for us, it's not about, it's about keeping consistency, consistency throughout the season and making sure that we're not chasing our tails. Yeah. And um, for yourself personally as well, it's not just um, you know, trying to do well to help Rangers um, lift themselves away this season and get Champions League football. Um, there's also the small matter of tra- um, keeping yourself in the Scotland squad, especially under a new manager. Um, exciting times for the women's national team playing at Hampden. Um, how pleased were you to you know, see um, that happen? Um, the fact that the news came through saying you've now got the home of the same as the men's team. Yeah, it's fantastic news and it's a good step forward, I think, for us to get the backing from the association. So, yeah, obviously the new manager of Pedro, um, it'll be good because he'll bring in a fresh set of eyes and a fresh way of playing. So it'll be a good little balance. And I know now there's a lot more players coming through and there's a lot more competition. So I think for us, it's it's a good knock-on effect that the last two campaigns have had, sort of the Euros and the World Cup. So And even for the league, I think overall, it's only going in the right direction. So... For Scotland as a whole, it, it's positive and it's about just being as competitive as possible within the leagues and then also going and competing well with, within the, the national team to go forward and get out of sort of the group group stages at the big tournaments. So that's really important. Yeah, I, I've got the tickets for all four of the women's games. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to seeing them. And, uh, you know, the, the appointment of Pedro as well, that was a completely um, left field one. But on paper, it looks a really solid appointment because this guy's got a good track record in the women's game with what he's achieved at um, Vallecano, Arsenal and more recently at Bordeaux. Yeah, so I think for us it's important. We've had in the past sort of Anna and then obviously Shelley that's had a lot of experience within Scotland. So... I think it's been quite good to to have an established name come in. Um, obviously, doesn't necessarily maybe have as much experience on the international stage, but he still comes with a wealth of experience and knowledge. So yeah, it'll be really good to to have like a well-established name come in and drive the game further forward. Because I think it's been important that the national team doesn't stay still; it keeps moving forward and keeps moving in the right direction. So that's been really important. And like you say, obviously getting to Hampden and playing the games there. It's another good step forward in the right direction. Yeah, and good luck to the um, Scotland Women's National Team in the World Cup com- campaign coming up. But um, And for yourself, obviously, Rangers um, is the focus just now um, with the Cup campaign started. But the big question I have to ask with regards to the title, can Rangers go and win it this season? I hope so, yep. It's <laughs> a good way. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks very much so, for your time <laughs> and good luck when the season starts. No problem. Thanks very much.
In the final part of this uh, SWPL1 preview special, um, I'm joined by the interim manager of defending champions Glasgow City, Grant Scott. Grant, thank you very much for coming along. How are you? Oh, fine, thanks, John. Yeah, good yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Can't complain. I'm looking forward to the, the women's season in a couple of weeks, but of course, your season's pretty much started, not just with the SWPL Cup, of course, but as we speak, you're right, slap bang in the middle of a crucial Champions League qualifying campaign. Um, impressive victory um, yesterday against Burka Carrot. Yesterday being um, Wednesday, as we record on Thursday. Um, and you've got a big game on Sunday, the day this podcast goes out, against um, BIIK Shimkent of Kazakhstan. How, how's the preparations going for that? And thanks for taking time to um, talk to us in between those games. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Um, yeah, as you say, we're, we're just... Um, Preparing now for the second match, um, we've um, had a look at the opponent and pulling together some video footage and stuff, um, just just so we can give the players some information. Um, physically, obviously, we should be prepared and ready enough. It's just the tactical parts now. So, um, but we're we're in good shape. We think um, it's going to be a really tough match, but uh, we have certainly we've got opportunities. We think that we can hurt them. Um, so we'll do our very best. Yeah, definitely. And it, it was, um, I mean, 3 0 um, against Burkakara at half time. Um, in the second half, was there part, did mine start to t- um, turn towards final, knowing that pretty much the, the game was done? Uh, well, I hope not. It's not something we would ever ask the players to do. Um, certainly f- from the, the coaching side of things, we made a few changes second half, um, obviously with an eye on, on Saturday's match. And um, I think. When um, yeah we got ourselves in a comfortable lead, it was it was useful to be able to do that to pull out some key players early, protect the legs, um, and, and get some other players on the pitch that you know might have a job to do come the weekend. So um, the, certainly the pattern of the game was disrupted a little bit by probably just by me and the, our coaching staff. But um, I I would like to think the players would be ruthless enough to to go and attack the opponent when they could. We we, we did play reasonably well. We we had loose patches of play, but um, we squandered a few opportunities in the second half. So, you know, these things happen um, when you're comfortable in games. I, I do accept that. Well, the main thing is you got the job done and, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger prize is now if you beat Shim Kent on Sunday. Am I right in saying that it's guaranteed into the group stage or is there still another potential playoff path depending on goals, etc.? Uh, no, as, as far as I understand it, we would have a, a, one other playoff match. So right. if we won Saturday, there's effectively round two of playoffs, but it becomes a, a one opponent home and away type arrangement. Right. Um, and winning that, obviously, on aggregate, would get you into the, the final group stages. So uh, a couple of probably still a couple of tough matches to get us there. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But um, hopefully you take that big step and, and give yourself a, a shot again at the Champions League again because City have also had a, a decent reputation, twice quarter finalists of the Champions League. Um, what last one recently is 2020, which obviously the, t- the team who um, City were playing that day um, and the COVID restrictions didn't help because um, <laughs> City went in that basically with no match preparation at all. But Let's hope you get in there first of all. Um, so good luck um, on Sunday. Thank you. So, but your bread and butter is obviously um, the SWP. In fact, before I go into the league season, you've also just taken over from Scott Booth on an interim basis. So, first of all, what does it mean to be um, appointed um, Scott's successor? And can I ask why is it an interim and not a 
permanent appointment? So, um, yeah, first and foremost, it's a, a real honour to, to take the team for this period. Um, obviously, I worked a little bit with Scott uh, anyway as his, his assistant um, and, and just other work commitments and things meant that I couldn't really commit to that for very long, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, so it's a real real privilege, obviously. Um, you know, I've got that most respect for Scott and it's a, and it's a big big shoes to fill really um, mm-hmm. for the, the what he's done for the club, the success he's maintained um, as a previous manager. So um, aye, it's, it's a tough gig, but um, yeah, I'm delighted to be here. Um, interim-wise, uh, I've had an honest discussion with um, Laura Montgomery, the chief exec, and um, she has a preferred candidate in mind. Um, so I think at the moment there's just some negotiations going on with um, timings and uh, you know periods of notice and and things like that as they're they're already employed elsewhere. So um, that's as much as I can tell you on that. But that's why it's interim and um, yeah curtailed for a period at this moment in time. Are you happy with that arrangement? Uh, yes, I. You know, uh, I, I I would have felt a bit strange if I didn't know the lie of the land before getting here. But as I say, Laura was very honest and open about what she wanted, who she wanted. Um, well, not who, but the type of person she wanted. Um, and I didn't fit one or two of those criteria, which I did not take offence at at all. So um, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. But I knew what it was before coming in. Um, and you know, it's an opportunity. You know, it's a slightly cliche again, but it's it's just an opportunity that I couldn't see no to to work with, you know, this group of players in this club. If you take City into the Champions League, you know, it'll not be a bad um, achievement and that'll be something else to <laughs> add to your CV because you always had a decent um, reputation. Hibs won a couple of trophies against City, although you couldn't quite get over the line in terms of the league. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, that's why I'm here. It's a... It's a you know, you want to be coaching and working at the best level you can. And, and here we are. I've, I've managed to fluke it again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you must be doing something right, Grant. <laughs> In terms of that, I mean, last season, there was times where City were written off um, because of the investment being put in by Celtic and Rangers. And obviously Rangers beat them um, City 5-0 just before Christmas. Little did we know, it should have been a two to three week shutdown. It ended up being four months because... Um, Obviously, COVID hit badly again. But once um, things started in April, it was like business as usual. Um, Prince Priscilla Chinchilla came in and did a great job. I mean, that must have been as satisfying, if not more satisfying, than any of the other um, previous 13 titles because people were writing them off. I mean, what did the girls um, say to you in terms of what that meant to them last season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I was around at the start, I think, um, and, and just around January time before things got closed down again um, for a few weeks and saw some of the new new players arrive. wasn't quite here for um, Priscilla coming in, but um, I knew I knew that there was a will in the group um, back early in the year, January, the time when I was here. Um, and obviously, I saw that from afar, and, and just watched the the yeah the, the togetherness in the group, the, the the hunger and desire, you know, still driven on by the senior players and Scott and Laura at the time. So, um, you know, they weren't going to give up anything lightly, and you know, if anything, the the first Rangers result that five 0 you referred to possibly. 
yeah, okay, then then the the the, the shutdown happened, and that probably gave give the club time to reassess where they were. Um, but knowing what I know back then, they were already planning and processing things to try and bring in certain players, and um, they managed to get most of their targets. Um, but it's all about the fight and desire. You know, you, you have to underpin what you've got when you're at the top and you can't be complacent. And I, I, that's, I just don't believe, knowing the people that I do, that that's something that City would ever be guilty of. Um, there, there's so much going on behind the scenes. They're working so hard to, to keep this club at the forefront. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was... Having said all of that, it's a huge challenge um, for them, and and you know the budgets that other clubs reputedly are throwing around um, could in effect um, have swamped City, but it, it's testament to the mentality of this of this club and and the squad that was here that yeah they've done it again, and and who can fault them really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's a terrific achievement to. You know, given that Celtic and Rangers in particular um, went professional full time, and <clears throat> no, Glasgow City were still good enough and showed that um, we've still got the experience to go um, that one stage further. We because that know how of getting to league titles because City have done it for so long. And all right, Celtic and Rangers are clubs that in the men's game know what it takes to win titles, but in the women's game, it's a different environment altogether. Yeah, totally different, and and I think you know you eventually another club will win the the league. I don't think anyone would find that a surprise, but um, at this point in time, City are the only ones that have the mentality and the understanding of what it takes and how how far the the squad, the staff will push each other to you know go that extra mile, do the extra bit of work. Um, and, and yeah, at the moment, the others are catching up rapidly, but at the moment they're still at the front and, and hopefully that continues. I mean, a lot of the media attention will look at, um, obviously, yourself, Celtic and, and Rangers. That, you know, your old club hips, um, you know, are still kicking around and still a capable team. Aberdeen are coming up, um, you know, and their, their intentions are, not just to survive, but to um, you know push further on in the league, and you've got other um, clubs who are putting more money into their women's teams as well. It, for the greater um, good of the women's game, it, it's all good to see. And surely at City, you welcome any challenge that comes because at the end of the day, it's raising the standards of the women's game, which is what we want. Yeah, to be honest, you're you're absolutely spot on. I think um, certainly this club and, and the feeling I get from everyone is that you know the challenge is welcomed and. You know, you want to have these challenges. We want to be in the the top end of the league, winning cups, winning leagues, going into the Champions League. It's where you want to be. But for the for the growth and the strength of the of the Scottish League, um, the investment I think in the main is a good thing. There's unfortunate byproducts, um, potentially like um, a a first scenario, um, which was pretty awful to to hear last week. But um, yeah, the the clubs that are coming through are. Um, starting to invest, starting to recognise the advantage of having a, a strong women's team. Um, and you're right, there's going to be challenges from all over. The the, the, the strength of um, squads that's been compiled, you know, there's there's differences in all of them. There's there's international players arriving here that you know we've not had a lot of previously um, from from all countries all over the world. Um, there's a, a particularly good uh, younger side, shall we call them, in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ones to watch this year because they'll, they'll throw in some surprise results, I'm quite sure. 
Um, and, and all the while, we're just all striving to get to the top of the league. So um, it's all good. And, and I, I don't recall the, the league being this strong. Um, you know, Hibs had a, 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 quite frankly, I think, a, a, a strange season last year. But, you know, again, because of all the stop-start nature of it, um, they've recruited, I think, quite well. They've got a much better looking um, squad, a few more extra in the squad this year. So, you know, they've, um, yeah, they, they will come good again. I think I think the second half of last season, you, you, you know, you saw more consistency and like a lot of clubs, they've gone through a, a, a new management, a, a new coaching staff last year. Um, and, you know, that these things sometimes take time to settle in. Um, I, I had gone in there as manager having been assistant for a few months so there was a little bit of continuity and uh, laterally when, when I um, had to leave my position there it, it, it was a new manager and coaching staff so the whole thing changed overnight um, so you know that's, that takes a bit of managing the players have got to get used to it but they will come good again um, if they aren't already I hasten to add because uh, as I say they, they seem to be strong again at the end of the year um, so yeah I mean it's, it's it can only be good for our league if we get something as competitive as last year where um, you know it goes down to the final game or two um, that, you know that's a great that's a great thing for the spectators um, and, and it's it's something interesting rather than a team running away with it as much as I hope we do but <laughs> um, yeah it makes it interesting for everyone and, and the package looks much stronger now than it, than it has done before yeah definitely I mean, I mean ultimately um you girls um, want that it doesn't matter to you whether you win in the last day on goal difference or by a point or win it by 10, 15 points in the season. At the end of the day, you just want to be number one. And in terms of the pre-season, um, I say pre-season pre- preparations, it's still cup competition in the SWPL Cup. Yeah. Um, solid start, win, um, very convincing win at Glasgow win 9-0, 4-1 at home to Spartans. Um, you've got one game against uh, Hamilton to finish off. It's looking strong. How important are the cups to Glasgow City as well? Still massive. I mean, you know, it's a, it's not a blase comment at all. That, but our ambition is to win the lot. You know, we we have to. We're used to being front runners. The players demand it. They they almost demand it over the coaching staff and management and stuff. Um, they they set high standards. So you know, we're not about to lower those and accept that we can't compete. So so, yeah, the cups. I mean, I know from my time at Hibs. Um, you know, we'd managed to win the League Cup uh, a number of times on the bounce. Um, because of the shortened season last year, there was no League Cup. So that's still one at the moment that City haven't got their hands on. So we'd very much like to, first bit of silver we're available, we'd like to go and get it. And that's as simple as that. Yeah, we just never know. Um, and in terms of um, your, your assistant, um, Leanne Ross, obviously, um, hung up her boots um, at the end of the season, no longer playing. But she's had a hand in coaching by assisting the Stuart McLaren. It was Stuart McLaren, wasn't it? The, yeah. It's just, yeah, my name went out of my head differently. Yeah, she assisted him for a couple of games um, whilst he was in some Scotland manager. Now she's um, helping you out. How, how is um, her influence rubbing off? Because obviously she's a winner. She knows what it takes. And now she's going to try and drive into the coaching staff. Yeah, well, I've got to tell you, she's um, what an exemplary individual Leanne is. Um, she has fitted in and made the transition to coaching, you know, former teammates only months ago. Um, they were former teammates. Um, she's made that transition pretty seamlessly. Um, 
and what she can offer us in terms of our planning, preparation uh, during the week. Um, and then her consistent, you know, she's very analytical. She understands the game. She knows um, what we're looking for in games from ourselves, what our opponents are doing. She recognises patterns. Um, yeah, she's just uh, honestly already invaluable, I I believe, to this club in, in terms of the coaching staff. Um, because you also have the added on part that she knows what these players need and what they want. She knows what it is to win. She knows what it takes to win. Um, so, you know, th- there's so many different factors in running a group of players, a squad of 20, 23, whatever we've got now, um, that there's so many different dynamics, but she knows it all and she assists with every single part of it. Um, but she's a, she is, if she isn't already, um, and I hesitate to say if she isn't because I think she is, um, but she is going to be a really, really top coach, head coach, manager, possibly at some time in the future, or wherever. I hope it's at City, um, and I think it will. I'm sure that's where her heart is. But um, she's already, um, you know, I can discuss any element of the group, any element of our tactics, any element of our training practice, um, you name it. She, she, you know, she, she's just available for everything, and I listen to her everything she says because she's so knowledgeable. Yeah, I hope um, she does make that transition to management because there's not enough women's managers in the women's game. There's not enough women's coaches in the men's game either. There's none at all, which that's another issue yeah. and that's something that should be addressed, but that's um, that's maybe for another debate. Um, so hopefully she makes that transition uh, one day. So in terms of like um, some two weeks' time, kick-off against Mullow at home, um, you'll be welcoming Leanne Crichton with open arms to say that, uh, you know, see your farewells and stuff. But yeah, um, that'll be interesting opening day of the season, and then the week after that, Celtic. Um, so, how important is it that you lay down this mark, especially the fact you get Celtic in the second game, and to say you're going, we're going to take some shifting? Yeah, well, I think you know, as, as you spoke about the challenges that are ahead and, and the, the increased challenges from certain quarters, I think. Um, Celtic had an unbelievable season last year. I think what they achieved, um, I was was pretty remarkable. Um, I just, um, I, I just think that at City we have to mean just maintain a level and a standard that we've been doing for long enough. Um, we've got no right just to go out and expect it to happen. So it's it's just a stack of hard work and effort and determination and. Um, yeah, all, all of the standard component pieces of, of a football club. Um, you know, we're, we're not really um, about making grand statements here, I don't believe. I certainly I'm not as an individual, so I, I wouldn't do that. But um, it, it, there's, you know, the Motherwell match will be tough enough. Um, we, we saw them pre-season just as they were really, I think it was actually their first pre-season match. Um, so they were still gelling, you know. They were probably we were probably a couple of weeks ahead in terms of our fitness. Um, but they've had multiple games now. They've they've probably gelled as a squad. You know, Paul Brownlee is um, a vastly experienced coach. When you add in players like um, Crito, I think you know it just poses a whole new dynamic to that side. So we're going to have to be really careful in our first game before we think about the second. Um, 
and dare I say it, the second almost takes care of itself because when you come against um, you know, some of your your, your closest rivals, there's always a, a an extra edge during the week prior. So the, the almost the element of motivation and build up to the match is taken care of for you. Um so you go into it knowing it's going to be tough, there's different challenges, it's very physical. Um but yeah. You know, like every single time we take the field, and every manager and player will say the same thing. But we just want the three points, and if that comes with a great victory and a great performance, all the better. If it's a deflection off a kneecap in the ninetieth minute, we'll take that too. So, um, not so much putting down markers, but yeah, we would we, we'd be um, you know, desperate to win the games. Yeah, I think six points at six with a plus two goal difference is still laying a mark. You're winning your games. That's all that really matters. And, uh, and you're right to point out that you shouldn't look too far ahead in terms of the Celtic game because, you know, I know Mother last season um, conceded a lot of goals, but I've spoke to, I spoke to Jill Ingalls, um, as I mentioned um, beforehand, um, and they, you know, the way that she was talking, they're not expected to be in a relegation battle, they're expecting themselves to push further up, which can only be good because that's what that's what you want from the SWPL one is um every ten every one of ten teams saying we can do something in this league, not just saying we just want to avoid tenth or ninth. Yep, hundred percent. And I think uh, as I say, I think with, with Paul guiding the team and the players that he has recruited, I think that um they, they will not be looking over their shoulder at ninth or tenth. I believe they'll pick up victories regularly this year um, just hope it's not week one <laughs> if I'm honest but um, no I, I think uh, I think that makes sense they, they're going to be better than they were last year they've got they've recruited well um, as I say Paul in charge will will make a huge difference to them um, and, and I think you're probably already seeing that in, in uh, the results and things um, that they've had pre-season um, right, so we'll, we'll see what happens but there'll be a different prospect this year no doubt about it Exactly. And um, well, I'll just round off because we're actually over the time that I'd allotted for us, but that's fine. Um, what would it, uh, what's it going to, no, it's my fault. Um, what, what's it going to take, um, you know, for City to reach 15 in a row? Uh, we need, uh, yeah, we need commitment and dedication and de- determination. Um, we'll probably need a bit of luck along the way. You know, I think, I think every winning team has moments where it could have gone wrong and for whatever reason whether it's sheer luck um, a change in fortune somewhere down the line a new player some kind of some kind of default at another team um, it, it, all it's, it's going to take all of those bits just to line up again um, all I can do is make sure that we start well and we are focused on the objective at, come the end of the season um, right from the start um, and I don't think I'll have any problems doing that. The, the you know the the players that are still around and, and having having Leanne uh, with us in the coaching setup, um, the, the players will never be short of of the information they need. They'll never be short of the guidance they need and the drive that we'll put hopefully put across to them. Um, so yeah, we, but we need it all to gel and we need it all to work and and, and harmony really. Um, and and you need to we need to know it's not a sprint it's it's about the table at the end um, and I believe that this group's strong enough to do it. Well, we'll wait. Time will only tell over these next um, few months. But um, as a 
largely neutral, um, apart from when Aberdeen are playing. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, the season as a whole, the SWPL. I think it's exciting that, um, especially with fans being back as well and Cups being back, it just adds that extra to it. So here's to a good SWPL one season and enjoy your time um, as interim manager, Grant, and all the best for the season. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Thank you.